0: Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, and joining me this week for the brew your brain and sharpen your wit is my favorite sister in the whole wide world, Carla Cochran. Hello, Daily Grind Nation. I am his only sister, but yes, favorite. (laughs) Still my favorite. And you're my my favorite brother also. (laughs) So, um, and again, on The Daily Grind, we're going to give you some things to brew your brain as we run down on a few historical events and run down on today's dates. Give you a chance to sharpen your wit as we throw out some random musings just to get your brain gears turning this morning. And then we'll hopefully have a chance to enhance your faith. We'll talk about the Bible and what it means to walk with Jesus. So grab a mug of your favorite brew and join us on this edition of the daily grind let's get that show on the road and now it's that time on the daily grind to brew your brain it's thursday july 13th and on this day in 587 bc nebuchadnezzar laid siege of jerusalem and Ended it mm-hmm. with the destruction of Solomon's Temple. Right. Ooh. And on this day in 1787, the Continental Congress enacted the Northwest Ordinance and it established governing rules for the Northwest Territory. Northwest. Okay. Yeah. They would later become like Washington and Oregon and all North- that. Kind of stuff. Yep. In 1930, the first World Cup was inaugurated in Montevideo, Uruguay. Soccer? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. In 1985, on this day, Live Aid was broadcast from both London and Philadelphia on MTV and in syndication. I remember Do you remember, yeah, do you remember that in Live Aid in 1985, Phil Collins appeared live on television around the world twice in a day from both continents? He performed in Wimberley Stadium in the early afternoon, played a couple of his songs, did some things, actually was staying, got on the Concord, flew to Philadelphia, and then performed uh, with Eric Clapton and then some stuff with Led Zeppelin. Yeah. He's the only person ever done that. That's big. Big Tom. July 13th is barbershop music appreciation day. Oh. I know. I like that. So yeah, go harmonize somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's Bean and Frank's Day. Okay. It's Embrace Your Geekness Day. Okay. It's Fool's Paradise Day. Uh-huh. It's Go West Day. Okay. Well, it makes sense since the Northern Terra territories. Right. Is yeah. Yep, it's right. Gruntled Workers' Day. Gruntled Workers' Day? Yeah, not disgruntled. Not gruntled. Di- gruntled uh, Workers' Day. Okay. It's National Beef Palo Day. Okay. Uh, I don't know that <laughs> I will ever want to participate in that. Okay. But it's also National French Friday. Oh, yum. Yeah. There you okay. go. Okay. I'd celebrate that maybe. And now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit, get your brain gears going. You know that every activity will lead to weight loss if you add instead of eating at the end of the sentence. (laughs) Okay. Instead of eating, you just all you have to do is say that. No, you actually have to not eat, oh, but I'm just okay. saying, you can take any activity and make it yes. a weight loss activity if you just say, instead, instead of eating. Instead of eating. Okay. The movie Legally Blonde, have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah, with with the bend and snap or whatever it was. <laughs> it was originally a novel based on author Amanda Brown's experience at Stanford Law School. I did not know that. Me either. Do you know that Vincent Van Gogh sold only one work of art during his lifetime? Mm. No. He's one of my favorites. I know, me too. Did you ever go see the Van Gogh experience where they do that immersive no thing? Oh. I'm okay, then I won't I won't pointed. talk about that. I know how awesome it was. <laughs> the um Hey, did you guys ever see the Lego movie? Yes. Yeah. There, yeah. Van Gogh Lego movie. It's all high art. Right. There, there was a total of three million, eight hundred sixty-three thousand four hundred eighty-four unique Lego bricks in the Lego, Lego movie. Mm, that's a lot. Yeah, I believe sense. you should never offend people with style when you can offend them with substance. Okay. <laughs> Good grief, <laughs> or not at all. You know, Carla, <laughs> I, I I once bought a knockoff Thesaurus. Not mm-hmm. only was it terrible, it was also terrible. Also terrible. Oh well. you get what And you how come? That. How come there's not another word for Thesaurus? Right. I know. Have you looked in the Thesaurus for that word though? Yeah, but there's not one. Okay. Some fact checkers. Okay. I do know that that I'm always trying to be too cheap and I bought another knockoff thesaurus and when I, when I got it all the pages were blank so I had no words to express how angry I was oh, I guess not. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> you know oh. I really think that the first five days after the weekend are the hardest I think so too <laughs> and get- um, we are right <laughs> and just information that we can all use i just want to make sure everybody knows that they are not going to make yardsticks any longer They're as long as they're gonna be as long as they're gonna be gonna stay a yard i got it i got that one okay (laughs) i had my yardstick out to see how long it would take you to get that okay Welcome to that time on the Daily Grind to Enrich Your Faith. Jesus asked a whole lot of questions during his time on earth. In fact, he probably asked around 307 questions in the Gospels alone. And that isn't counting the ones that weren't written down. So he probably asked a lot more than that. Now here's the thing. Jesus didn't directly answer many questions that were put to him we only have eight recorded instances of him giving direct answers i don't know about you but it sure seems like the questions he asked were more important to him than the answers that he gave today and maybe on the next few daily grinds we're going to spend some time exploring the kinds of questions that jesus asked and what we can learn from them paul tells us in first corinthians Chapter 8, verses 1 through 3 That knowledge puffs us up. It makes us feel better about ourselves, superior to those around us, and we eat that up. We love having knowledge and showing others what we know. But here's the truth having knowledge isn't as important as we think. Knowledge can make us feel superior, all puffed up with pride. It doesn't do much good on its own, though. I mean, knowledge without wisdom is just fancy ignorance. There's a Japanese proverb that sums it up like this Knowledge without wisdom is a load of books on the back of an ass. Now, Jesus, who had all the knowledge in the world, didn't go around spouting off answers. I mean, if anybody could, it would have been him, right? But no, he mostly responded to questions with more questions of his own jesus god in flesh asked questions more often than he answered them maybe he knows something that we don't maybe he understood that the answers we're looking for often won't give us what we're hoping for so instead he gives us questions to make us think to help us pause and examine our lives and focus perhaps on what really matters. Yeah. I think questions are more important than answers and it shouldn't be that surprising really think about the people who have made the biggest impact on your life. Was it the ones who lectured you on the truth or was it the ones who listened and by asking questions helped you reflect on life? For me, It's the folks who ask the most questions that made the real difference. Lectures give you information, but they don't often lead to meaningful change. And that's exactly what Jesus does. When we look at the questions he asks, we see how he helps people evaluate their lives and set a better course. Answers aren't all they're cracked up to be. We think we have to have them, but most of the time, they don't give us what we're looking for. Yeah. I think questions. Now I will tell you, there's obviously a whole long list of questions that Jesus asked, but instead of going through each one on the daily grind, I think we're going to focus on the different kinds of questions that he asked and what we can learn from them. Again, this is not going to be a complete list and the point isn't to list every single question but really to help us grow in our faith by looking at the tops of questions that Jesus asked. So today, let's consider Jesus asked questions of invitation. You know, when he was starting his ministry, he invited people to follow him. One question that he often asked his disciples, what are you looking for? I mean, we see that in John chapter 1, verse 38. And Jesus kept using this kind of questioning throughout his ministry. He asked questions to uncover people's motives, and then he invited them to follow him. And that's a powerful lesson for us today. Instead of just telling people what to do, we should ask questions that make them think about what they really want in life. A question can help someone dig deeper in a way that mere information can't. This morning, hear Jesus asking you this question. What do you want? What are you looking for? Jesus is asking you this morning if your current way of living is truly giving you what you desire. And if not, Jesus invites you to follow him. Father, give us wisdom so that we can walk the path you have put before us. We want to recognize right from wrong and to guard ourselves against deceit and temptation. So fill us with your understanding, sir, so that we might walk faithfully in representing you and your kingdom and that we would be steadfast in our commitment Uh, to follow you. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me again on another episode of the Daily Grind. We'll look at some more questions, types of questions that Jesus asked tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. Grace and peace to you.